0: Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.
1: Take your Bibles, turn to John 21. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we've been doing a series on healing. Last week we talked about the name of Jesus, come on, say Jesus, say Yeshua. Oh come on! You gotta say it like you mean it. Ready? One, two, three. Yahshua. I can. Can you hear it? <laughs> I, I, I. It's devils running in all directions. John twenty-one. I'm gonna look at a passage of scripture I've preached from countless times. Verse fifteen, if you would. And in a moment, we'll stand and read this. We're going to read just a few verses. I want to talk about healing, but the Lord clearly spoke to me this afternoon as I returned from our Holy Ghost meetings and spoke to me about healing your soul. Now, we're contending for healing, miracles, healing your body. It's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not God's will for you to be addicted. It's not God's will for you to have a disease. And I'm, I'm here to report that good things are happening in Anchorage. Pastor Karen went into Anchorage to go and rejoice and pray with the Pearson clan and the Toros and over Wally's daughter, Carrie. And if you're online, we decree and proclaim it's already done, already finished. Except all the shouting. That's not done yet. And we say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your grace, for your power, for miraculous healing. We believe The report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? We believe the report. It doesn't matter what report you get from a lawyer, from a doctor. Come on, we believe the report of the Lord. By faith, confident assurance of what you cannot see. We believe the report of the Lord. And So she's there on divine assignment. And so we we believe in healing. And we've seen lots of healing. People got healed tonight. People got touched tonight. But the Lord wants to deal with an aspect of our lives tonight, and for those that are listening online, those that will listen at a later date in the future by podcast, He wants to deal with healing of your soul. Now what do you mean by that, Pastor? What do you mean healing my soul? For tonight, the definition would be your mind, your will, and your emotions. That would also include your memories, and things that you've been through many people are physically sick because they're sick in your their soul it says in first john beloved I, I pray that you would prosper and be in health even as your Soul prospers. I've known people that have given their heart to Jesus, but they're sick in their soul. They never get free from the nagging assignment of the enemy that came upon them when they were 10, when their uncle molested them. They never get over the issues of divorce in their family or the time when they lost their first Tonka toy. And everything in between. When their teacher would stick gum in their hair to teach him not to chew gum in class. When your ex-husband, when your ex-wife, when you went on a date and he went too far and wouldn't hear no, when you were at home and you cringed when the door would be unlocked or the dog would bark and you would cringe because you know your daddy was coming home totally drunk, ready to beat the family. You'd hide in a closet. And so now as a 40-year-old, a 30-year-old Whatever age you are, as I've taken a broad stroke with a brush to say, all of us have been through hurts. All of us have been through pain. All of us have been rejected. All of us have experienced rejection. It's common to being a human being. You will go through a bunch of mess in life. But if you don't know how to handle that, then you can end up being a wounded person even though you call on the name of Jesus and you never get whole. You never get free. And many times a sickness in the soul brings sickness in the physical body. And so he spoke to me to use this text. Let's go ahead, stand up on our feet and read the word. John 21. Man, I feel the Holy yeah. Ghost... Tonight, I hope you came to get everything that God has for you. Come on, it's a night of transformation. John 21 and verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. For most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where do you not wish? Verse 19, final verse. This he spoke signifying of what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Father, we thank and praise you for what you've done tonight. The worship, the giving, the rebuking, the devour, the healing of bodies, prophetic unction being released. We pray and ask Holy Spirit, that you would have your way. Come on, just lift your voice before him. Have your way. would to God that you would come by yourself and preach and lay us all out underneath the pew, transform our lives. Come, bring your healing, bring your miracle power, even as Peter preached, the Holy Spirit fell on those that heard. I thank you that as I'm preaching your word through these lips of clay, you'll anoint me one more time. Thank you for trusting me with your word. Thank you for trusting me with your people. Let your power come upon this meeting. Come on, if you have the freedom, pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and pray in your heavenly language right now. Release all that's in your heart and we'll be sure to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Slap somebody five and say, oh, oh this is going to be good. And then if you'd be seated. Again, Holy Ghost meetings tomorrow at 12 o'clock. If you can only catch half an hour of it, good. If you can catch 15 minutes, good. You can stay for the whole hour, good. We'll go for one hour. I will not go long. And uh, if I do go long, you're free to leave at 1 o'clock. All right, how's that? Just in case. There was a doctor by the name of uh, Dr. Wilder Penfield, He was the head of Montreal Neurological Institute from 1934 and on until his passing, as I recall. He did a series of uh, operations on 1,132 epileptic patients during that period of time. Some of you know this illustration. And during that time, he was trying to discover what brought epilepsy to his patients. And so with the local anesthetic, they were able to remove the tops of people's skull and using an electrode, touch certain parts of the brain. How many of you know certain parts of the brain run certain parts of your body? And uh, he discovered an interesting thing. As he touched a part of the brain with an electrode, people would experience like a flashback of a memory that that happened. For instance, a woman uh, remembered when she was washing dishes, and it was many years ago, and her little boy was out out in the front playing and the sound of traffic going by. She remembered that while consciously being aware that she's sitting with Dr. Penfield, having an open vision, if you would, or like a program playing of this memory. She felt the emotions. She felt the fear of possible hurt for him running into the street, that kind of a thing. On another occasion he touched the electrode to the top of uh, a man's cerebral cortex and immediately his hand went up. And the man said this, I didn't do that, you did that. Think about that for a moment. I didn't do that, you did that. The electrode touches the top of of the man's brain, it causes his hand to go up and he said, I didn't do that, you did that. He discovered, Wilder Penfield discovered that there's no place in the cerebral cortex where you believe. See, he discovered what we know as believers that, that we have a spirit and we have a body. And we have a soul. For tonight's purposes, your soul is your mind. or Your will, your emotions, your memories. All the, it's, your brain is like a computer, but it's not you. Thanks. I got one amen right here. Amen. There's two. Three, three, four, five, six, seven. Amen. Come on. You are a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. Let me say that again. You're a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. And your spirit is separated from God. Until you repent. And once you repent, Jesus comes to take up residence on the inside of you. But you still have this. You still have your brain. You still have the way that you think. As a man thinks, so he is. So even though you've given your heart to Jesus, you still have this computer, this soul that needs to be healed. And if you had any kind of a life like I did or last week, then you know, you're going to have to apply some of these things that, that I help you with tonight. God is going to heal hundreds of people tonight Amen. in the area of their soul, in your emotions. Some of you are still wounded from when your daddy left. Still wounded from when your mama left. Still wounded from not being breastfed and it being on formula. There's two ways to heal your your memories, your soul. Two ways. And and you need to use both. Turn to Romans chapter 12 and verse 22. Pardon me, verse 2. The first way of healing your soul is to get your mind right. Someone say that. Get your mind right. Well, what do you mean by that, pastor? Get your mind right. You have to change your thinking. AA has a, has a a phrase that I enjoy, stinking thinking. You need to get rid of your stinking thinking. You need to change the way you think. Until you change the way you think, you'll act the same way. You are not what you eat, but it will affect you. You are what you believe. And so if you believe a lie, that would be a stronghold. If you have a place in your mind, a place in your, in your soul that's a lie, and you believe that lie, then you will then... that thing will be allowed to control you to a certain degree. You need to to learn to live from your spirit and you need to renew your mind. Romans 12 and 2, if you're all there, say amen. amen. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've taught this so many times and yet still so many people are confused. Just leave the scripture up. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transformed in the Greek is metamorpho. How many of you have ever heard of metamorphosis? Come on, 10th grade biology. Caterpillar. Goes in a little cocoon. And it works its way out. If you try to help it, it dies. It's got to go through the struggle to get all its, come on, some of you are like, oh, the struggle, the struggle. The struggle can be good for you if you let it work its way. Let it work its thing in you. Be transformed. Your mind needs to be transformed, needs to be changed. By the renewing of your mind, that's the Word of God, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Lord wants to heal your soul. One of the ways He does that is you strengthen your thinking. Listen, once you understand who you are in Christ, and by the way, that's probably a lifelong deepening and, and encounter, continuing to grow in the knowledge of God, continuing to grow in the wisdom of God, continuing to grow in your identity in Christ as it unfolds before you. That's, but that's a paramount thing. You have to know who you are. And there is identity theft. There's people that have no clue who they are in Christ. So they accept and swallow, the drink the Kool-Aid, and think they're stupid or ugly and, and never going to accomplish anything. You can't find any of that in Scripture. When you come to Jesus and you give your life to him, you're a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. If any man, that's any man or mankind, if any man or woman or child, Bubba, Jethro, everybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. So your mind needs to be changed to start to think the new way. What new way? The word way. Learn to think the word. Everything's got a measure to the Word. Listen, we, as Christians, we believe in absolute truth. And if you come in contact with somebody who calls himself a believer, but then they don't really believe that the Word of God is the Word of God, that's a jacked up, torn up, powerless believer. This, The Word of God, heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will remain, will endure forever. So as you read this and you get this deep down in the city of your soul, and you get it deep down into your thinking, you begin to think it. Listen, when the Lord spoke to me and... My family, we were led over there by the Holy Spirit to our church property. And we're there in the barn, and I raised my hands. You all heard the story. Oh, God, thank you for our church and what you've done. It's amazing. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm giving you the property back. A $4 million property. We didn't have one nickel to buy it. And I'm giving you the property back. The first thing that comes to my mind, because it probably wasn't quite renewed to the degree it was, in understanding and hearing the word of the Lord. But I caught myself. So my first reaction—that's in pa pa yeah. amen. But the first thought was, you know, that's impossible. But I know this, that with God, nothing is impossible. And when God speaks, he can do it. He can raise the dead, heal the sick, set the captive. With God, nothing is impossible. No, not one thing. Nothing is, say it, nothing is impossible. The next time you say, I'm going to go do something, and someone says, that's impossible. Say, no, because with God, Nothing is, Mary said, uh, how can these things be? I haven't the kind. The power of the Holy Spirit's impossible with man. It's possible with God. So number one, in healing your soul, you need to learn to think differently. If you have rattling out of you, I can't do that. I'm such a loser. I can't, then you need to stop that. You need to stop it. You need to get a hold of your words. You need to change the way you're thinking. How? By the Word of God. By there's a number of ways to do that. Let me just give them to you. Listen to good preaching. Get plugged in. There's so many resources online. On on uh, on Insta, uh, not Instagram. On uh, um, YouTube. On podcast. There is some of the best revelatory preaching that has ever been out, ever. More resources are available for, for you now than there has ever been. There is no excuse for not growing in God's word. But many people are weak and anemic in their thought life because they don't really give themselves to it. I go to the gym, okay, and guess what I miss? Pretty much never. Why? Because I ain't gonna get fat and soft. You do what you wanna do, I ain't going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. I decided. I was overweight. I had high blood pressure. My The Lord was rebuking me. He called me an addict with food. I wept for a day, and then I got a hold of myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, how would you like to serve the Lord for 20 years, free from drugs and alcohol and all of that? And the Lord says, by the way, you're an addict. I am? Yeah, you're addicted to sugar. Your Lord used my wife. And I, real, I had to realize that I had a stronghold. I had a place in my soul. Follow me. I had a place in my soul, soul that would still go to comfort with the glazed donut. little bit of tension. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Where's my coffee? Hallelujah. Have another donut. Have another one. And have another one. I'm Listen, I'm not trying to get after you. I'm telling you the way it was for me. I needed healing in my soul because there was a, a an aspect of my being in my soul and I remember when it started and I've shared all about this. I had to take in my I had to take and strengthen my present day thinking and said, "No, my body's going to line up." And I still have to stay on top of that thing. Amen. Certain things just are a little bit harder to break. Especially when it's a lifelong pattern. Especially when it's not just a lifelong pattern. How about your daddy did it, and your grandpapa did it, and your mama did it, and your grandmama did it, and you've got a whole generation of people. There's generational iniquity, and there's familiar spirits that come that are passed down generational lines. You know the, you know, the, the ham story. A daughter and a mama are making ham for, for Thanksgiving, and they cut the ends off, and they... She says you cut the ends off and you put it in the pan, and you always do that, and you don't cook the ends. And she says, "Well, Mama, why 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 don't we why don't we put cook the ends?" I don't know. We should ask your grandmother. So they call grandma. Grandma, why'd you cut the ends off the ham? Why'd you? Oh, that was a depression. We had a small pan. We. You know, you're ready for, oh, that keeps the juices in. Oh, heck no. The ends are the best part. Somebody say hallelujah up in the house of the Lord. Come on. All you pig eaters, give them praise. Hey! So they would cut the ends of the ham off because grandma said, and they thought it was a secret thing that you do in your family. That's what happens. There's set patterns of things and depression that happens and cycles. You need healing healing. In your soul. Put your hands up to Jesus and say, oh, heal my soul. Come on, say it, oh, heal my soul. So the first way to do that is to learn what's true and what's a lie by learning God's Word. That way, when it comes up, and you hear good preaching, anointed preaching. I was talking to somebody, don't listen to dead preaching. Listen, I, I just can't stand it. It's the Word of God. I know it's the Word of God, and I honor that, and the Word of God will go forth no matter matter who's bringing it. But I listen to preaching and teaching that moves me to action. I will never forget when Hannah was in the hospital. We almost lost her when she was just born. She was flown to the neonatal intensive care unit in Honolulu. And I was there before the plane arrived, and I was watching one of my favorite preachers. T.D. Jakes. And he preached out of John 15 about how you... I still... I still remember it. 20 years later, I still remember I've been chosen. I've been appointed. Don't you love when a credit card comes? Uh, You don't have to get that credit card, but isn't it great that they chose you to have that credit card? Isn't it great when you were chosen to be on the baseball team? Isn't it great when you were chosen to be on the football team? Isn't it great when they looked across and they said, oh, we want you. We choose you. God has chosen you. God has appointed you. I am in the waiting room. I'm in the waiting room like, yes! I'm chosen! Rah! I' lost my mind. And when, I, when that was over, I busted out just like, ready to lay hands on stuff, and here comes Hannah in the incubator with the flight, the, you know the, the medical flight people. And I'm walking towards them, and i will never forget it. they're coming. and they say, "Is this your, Are you Mr. Bracken?" I said, "Yes, sir. Is this your daughter, then there's not going to be a problem. She's the biggest fighter we've ever seen. We've never seen anything like it. Just born pounding the sides of the, isn't that just like you, just a fighter? Come on, that's a good thing. Better being limp, you know, limp-wristed and weak. I'm raising world changers. What are you raising? You gonna raise some apathetic rollover, spineless jellyfish? Heck no. Raise a world changer. Come on, somebody say amen. If you're a spineless jellyfish, We'll pray for you at the end of the service. Amen. Strengthen your present thinking. You do that by God's word and listening to good preaching. Reading God's word, yeah. number two. Yeah. Reading the word, memorizing the word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I think the only word that you've hidden in your heart is the one that you've memorized. Yeah. I have so much scripture on the inside of me. I can't always remember the addresses you know, where they're located. But it's in me, and it comes out of me in prayer. You can always tell when somebody's in the Word, because when they pray, you hear it. And I would highly advise that you pray the word because when you pray the word, God stands over his word, not yours. He stands over his word to see it performed. It re- doesn't return void. And so when you pray, God, break him with truth. Break him with light. Save my, 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 my father. Save my, my mother. Lord, for this reason that you were manifested, you might destroy the works of the devil. To destroy the works of the devil in my family in the name of Jesus. And he's like, All right. Number two, if you're taking notes, the second way to heal your soul is by allowing the Holy Spirit to heal you and bring forgiveness to your memories, the hurtful memories of the past, and that brings us to this text. In fact, we use this, these passages in what's called the encounter, men's encounter, women's encounter. If you've been through that, this is a little bit familiar. You allow for the Lord to expose the painful time when you're the fear that would grip you when you heard the doors, locks being undone and your mama crying. The fear that would grip you when, when you were in that situation, terrified. And you invite Jesus into those moments, those memories, and he heals you of those things. So, number one, you've got to strengthen your present day thinking, you've got to think differently. To heal your soul. Number two, you have to be healed in your soul, in your mind, your emotions. Has anybody besides me been through some hurtful stuff? I need some healing in my soul because it's so stinking hot in here. John 21. When's the last time Peter was at a fire as we look at this text now? Think about that. Think about when's the last time, Peter, if you've read the word, and of course I'll tell you, the last time he's at a fire was when he denied the Lord and he cursed. Self-preservation kicked in. He thought, well, I'll just, yeah, he denied the Lord and the rooster crowed. At a fire, he cursed. Little girl asked him, aren't you, you with him? And he got terrified by a little girl and he cursed. So now Jesus recreates the scene of the fire. How many times did Peter deny the Lord? How many times did Jesus ask him, do you love me? Three times. And each of those times, he's bringing a restoration and like a covering and a healing, recreating the scene of Peter's failure. Jesus gives Peter an opportunity to reaffirm his love. So healing your soul, number one, you have to ask Jesus to reveal the hurt. If it's not hurt, you don't need to fix it. If it's not broken, you don't need to fix it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So, you know, I, I remember I was dropped, I'm uh, to understand, when I was a kid by my father. So he dropped me. <laughs> uh, no memory of it. No pain. No sting. I think about my dad dropping me. He made a mistake. It's just, there's nothing there. But there are other things that happened that you think wouldn't have any effect on me, but they had great effect. Like when I was, oh, I don't know, an eight or nine on my Schwinn with the sparkly banana seat. A barra- barracuda. A Schwinn barracuda. Ching, ching, ching. Oh, yeah. We were, rolling, we were rolling deep back in the day. The Schwinn barracuda. Thank you. Pull up to the house. The cars aren't out front. Because they moved into the back, but I didn't know that. So I open the screen door after riding up and down my street. Is anybody home? And my father yells from the back of the house, "Nope, nobody's here." They're not. I shut the door like they left me. I jump on my barracuda, race to the tree fort. Anybody ever have one of those? Race to the tree fort. Crying, I get to the trip, I'm like, eh, there's nobody. Well, who was that then? And I start thinking the tone of that actually was the tone of my, that's my dad. Hey, wait a minute. But it, but it was something that wounded me and put reject, I had a rejection in me. Actually, the truth is what he said was exactly what was happening in the house. They were home, but not really. And it hit me in a place of feeling all alone, which I felt all alone, because they were going through their own things, as husbands and wives do. And sometimes kids don't understand, and sometimes we as parents don't understand. And that brings rejection. It can bring hurt. And I needed healing from that. I needed healing from that. I could tell you all kinds of other stories. The bottom line is tonight, you don't need to take a pickaxe in the spirit and try to drive out all the hurts you have if you were to close your eyes for a moment all across this place, if you're online and you're driving, give you permission to keep your eyes open. <laughs> Just close your eyes for a second. And if I could, now uh, open your eyes for a second. There is a thing called guided imagery. Okay, you never want to let anybody do that with you. All right? Now I want you to take a walk. Don't do that, okay? Okay? Hypnotism, guided imagery, let me be your spirit guide. you let anybody, let the Holy Spirit be your spirit guide. Fruit nuts and pla- flakes, nonsense. Tarot cards, while I'm at it, will open the door to the demonic. Horoscopes aren't called horror for any old reason. Actually, the truth is, in the stars is the gospel. And if you really want to study the stars and, and astronomy, it reveals the gospel, which is profound. It's going to like... You mean I shouldn't read your horoscope? No, you shouldn't read the stinking horoscope. What, did you bump your head? Did you bump your head or something? Oh, did I step in something? What was that? What was I, stepping something? Yeah, no, you're not supposed to. Re- oh, let me see. What sign are you? I'm a Pisces. Stupid. I just thought I'd take a couple swipes Why I tripped over it. And I feel tension, so I almost want to stay on it and just kind of forget about it. I feel like a little pushback. So just, you want to open the door to the demonic? Just do stuff like that. Get your Ouija board out and just, yeah, don't use a Ouija board. Don't talk to the dead. Bad idea. Talk to Jesus. Get the truth from his word. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. You Need a spirit guide. Praise break. (laughs) You ask the Lord to reveal to you. So that's what we're going to ask him to do. Close your eyes for a moment. Ask him, Lord, is there anything in my soul that needs to be healed? Now, if you begin to have a memory of a deep hurt or rejection, things start start to pop right now, that would be the thing you need to be healed from. So think about the most hurtful thing that happened to you. No, I don't want to dredge too much because it's the Holy Spirit that does it. Okay, stop. Look at me. So I, I think I can think back of some of the most hurtful things in my life, and I can remember them, but they don't have sting anymore. I can actually, actually, most of it, I don't, I don't go and back, I don't rehearse it. Some of you rehearse your stuff. You let it roll all the time in your mind. And it's a rehearsal. It's creating a groove of woundedness in your soul, and you just keeping allowing that memory, that that memory to come back, and and then over and over and over, things remind you of it, and just over and over and over, it's like a rut that just come on. A rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. You just let that thing continue to play, and and it 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 defiles you, and it it destroys you, and it and it literally keeps that thing gaping and open. If you have a wound. You better get some you know, salve on that thing and bind it up and make sure you don't get any infection and get healed. So when you go through stuff where you're hurting and you're wounded or you're rejected, you need healing. Welcome to the human race. But most people don't ever get their souls healed. They come to church. You know, here, these messages aren't even preached in the body of Christ. Rarely. Rarely do they talk about demons. It's all like leadership stuff. Praise God for leadership stuff, but if you don't learn about demons, how to take authority, how to pray, you don't learn about the things of the Word of God and and growing in the knowledge of God and getting filled with the Spirit and how He leads you and guides you and the authority of the believer, if you don't learn all that stuff, then you'll end up just like a little push toy for the devil. So you ask the Lord to reveal to you, Lord, is there any hurts on the inside of me that you want to heal me from? And if, those, if things start coming up, that would be what you need to be healed of. So when he reveals those, there's certain things that you do. Ephesians 5 and 13 says this, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. What does that mean? And becomes light. So God is light. How many of you know that? Everything that the light of the Spirit, the light of his word, exposes in your life the text says becomes light. He exposes things, he reveals to heal. What God reveals, God heals. And when he exposes things, if you'll allow him through the process of forgiveness and the power of God being prayed for, we'll talk about all these things in a moment. If you'll allow him to touch you, he'll heal you of that memory, of that thing that took place, you'll have healing in your soul. He'll give you insight. James five and sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Pray for one another that you may be healed. It's that word, their sins, is false. See, there's a place in us until we're healed. There's a place in us that needs healing. And so, it's good to. I remember the first time I went to confession. This grace as a Catholic. It felt good to get it off my chest. It didn't I didn't I didn't get saved and start walking with Jesus or anything, but it felt good to like rat myself out. I'll never forget it. The window opens. What he said? What did he say? I'm trying to remember what he said. I forget. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I think that's what it was. I got that right? He's like, "Yes, my son." I said, uh, yeah, I did some really bad stuff. And I, I told him all the stuff I did. He says, "Very good. Four her Marys, two Our Fathers." <laughs> Door, the window closes. I thought, "Okay, the window's closed. Session's over. I guess." I walked out. I sat down in the pew. And I'm like, I don't know the whole Hail Mary, but I know the Our Father. So two of those. Our Father, Our Father, Our Father, Our Father. I went through the whole thing. Did it twice. Hail Mary, something, grace. I don't know. Amen. I walked up. Didn't really help me, but but communicating. How many of you know? Don't sell help. Don't worship Mary. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) Sharing your wounds with someone who can be trusted is a good thing. Of course, God. But but God gives us each other. You know, you can't baptize yourself. Takes a special skill, but you're intended to be baptized by another. What if I'm the only one and I just need to be baptized? Then just lay hands on yourself and say in the name of the Father, and the Son. Holy <laughs> I've done it. anybody anybody else baptized? Show of hands. Who's anybody baptized himself besides me? What's up, you anointed people? I knew it. Yay! Hey! It's good to have brothers and sisters. And I always say it this way everyone's got to have a pastor. Do you have a pastor? I do. I'll always have one. Dr. Morocco, he's been my pastor. Pray, be ministered to. As God reveals things to you, understand He's revealing them to heal you. You know, many times, many times, and I've seen this mostly with women, but also with men, when they go through a real trauma, like rape, molestation, especially at a young age, they bury it. It's it's almost like a, it's, a, it's almost a gift from the Lord because it would, you'd lose your mind until you're ready. And then I see people when they get saved, they get filled with the Spirit. They start coming to services and all of a sudden they're like, Pastor, I had this dream, like, and it was so real. And, you know, my father came to me or my mother came or whatever the story is. And they start crying. They're like, actually, I don't even think that was a dream. I actually think that happened. And they're like, that did actually happen. And all of a sudden, this impossible thing is exposed out of their soul, out of their memory. Why would that happen? Because now they're in a place where they can get healing and get free and strengthen their their thinking through the Word of God and allow Jesus to heal that, that memory. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. Such a simple message. There's healing for you. It's the will of the Lord for you to be free and not tormented. To be loose as He reveals things. You ask Him to heal you. And forgiveness. You need to forgive. You need to be forgiven. Jesus will forgive you no matter what you've done. No matter what I've done, Pastor, no matter what you've done, if you repent, you'll be forgiven. Turn to Matthew 18. I'm I'm almost done. One of the biggest things for me when I first gave my life to Christ was a deep abiding hatred I had for me. I hated myself. There's no way I can communicate to you how much I hated myself. I tried to take my life, but just couldn't do it. I I don't mean couldn't for the lack of courage. It would always go wrong. Oh yeah, guns wouldn't go off. Couldn't reach the trigger, you know. Just it would go. It would. It would be like it was. I was. I like, was like a failure at killing myself. Praise God. Oh, but I just couldn't stand to be in my own skin and breathe anymore. For the amount of people that I hurt and the amount of hurt that I experienced, I just couldn't stand to breathe anymore. I remember all those years ago. I had this motorcycle and I. I drove to a Mets game at Shea Stadium, which got demoed there in Queens. And I met my father, parked my motorcycle. He had some great tickets, some box seats somewhere, and I met my dad. He looked at me and said, are you all right? I said, oh, yeah. He says, you don't look good. Oh, I wasn't looking good. I was down by about 80 pounds and up to no good. I'll let you know how I managed to get there. I just wanted to see my dad one more time and he would stare at me and he had tears in his eyes and he said you know ball game we're trying to enjoy the game and he said he'd say are you, are you okay i'm like yeah yeah i'm okay so by the end he says i'm 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 concerned about you i said no oh, no everything's okay he says no really and now he's crying he says no really i'm really concerned about you and i said to him i'll never forget what i said i said well dad I hate life. Everything's pain. All the memories of my past, all the stuff you did, all the stuff mom did, all the stuff their brothers did, all the stuff I've done. I have so much of it. I hate living. I hate being alive. I hate breathing. I hate myself. I can't take it anymore. And my dad started crying. He said, oh, son, life's not like that. I said, oh, yes, it is. There's no way you can talk me out of it. He put his hand on me. He didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to do. He didn't have the gospel to give to me. He cried. I cried. I said, well, see you. And he said, I'm going to pray for you. I said, okay. Things got a lot worse for me, but eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh,
1: He came and he took my pain. He came and he set me free. He came and he reached his long Galilean arm out and he grabbed me by the scruff and he snatched me like a stick out of the fire. He set my feet on on a solid rock, on firm ground he set my feet. And he took off the tormenting assignment of the enemy. He closed up and poured in the oil and He poured in the wine. And he healed me of all of my infirmity and all of my disease. He set me free from depression and anxiety. He set me free from addiction. He set me free. He came and He set me free. And He didn't just, he didn't just set me free. I mean He set me free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. I stand before you tonight to, to, to tell you that no matter what heinous sin has happened in your life, life no matter how you've been abused i'm so sorry but there's one who defeated all of that and made a way for you to be healed to be forgiven to be washed to be cleansed there is healing for your soul Matthew 18 verse 21 Whew. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, Matthew 18, did I say that already? Verse 21. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? And then he's like, up to seven times. Like he's got the, very generous, Peter. Very generous, up to seven times, he says. Not two or three, up to seven, Lord, because I've got it like that, I'm Peter, I, I can forgive, good, seven times. Jesus answered, and I tell you, not seven times, bro, but 77 times. It's like, what? I mean, how do you even keep track of 77, like, per day? Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, he gives this parable, is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As it began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I'll pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt. Everybody say that. He canceled the debt and let him go. See, that's... That's like us. See, because you can't pay the debt for your sin. There's only one way to have your sin forgiven. For the master to forgive you because his son died in your place. You deserve death. So do I. But he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for your sin. And that is why your debt is canceled. There is no other way to cancel your debt of sin but by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Let's get back to the parable. Verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. Now, by comparison, it's like it's pennies. He grabbed him and he began to choke me and said, pay me back everything you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Verse 31, and when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. And the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed. Listen closely. This is how My heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and your sister from the Corazon, from the heart. That's Spanish. What? What do you mean? I mean, if you don't forgive your daddy who broke in and did those horrible things, you don't forgive your uncle, if you don't forgive your aunt, you don't forgive yourself. Like I said, I I got I got this. I could when I when I got saved, I was like, oh yeah, he forgives me. I I I I forgive everybody else, and some of that was like somebody. Some people needed to die. Okay, but you forgive through the cross. See, somebody needed to die. Somebody needed to die for that thing. Anybody feeling me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, someone did. Jesus, he did. Substitutionary death. So you realize that, and you forgive through the cross. But when it came to me, I I couldn't, I'd done so many things, and I, I just couldn't receive forgiveness. I hated myself. See, really what it was, was pride turned inside out. And I'll never forget when somebody said, you know what your problem is? You're full of pride. I'm like, I hate myself. How's that pride? Easy. You want the Lord to do like, you want him to do something more for you? Or you you want him to do something more than crucify, be crucified for you? Oh, you need some extra? You need some extra, like your standard's above his? So you can't forgive yourself because you need something extra? Pride. And I thought, oh. (laughs) Right through the heart. And then I realized that I had had a tormenting assignment on my life because of the self-hatred that I had. See, this is very true. You can receive Jesus' forgiveness, but if you don't forgive your accusers, you don't forgive those who oppressed you, those who who took you, those who abused you, those who maybe raped you or, or hurt your mom or hurt your dad or took your brother or sister or the doctor that misdiagnosed you, you don't forgive those who hurt you. You don't forgive them, then you will end up being tormented. I'm preaching way better than your amen. You need healing in your soul. Marita, Hannah, can we do that song? I want you to stand up on your feet all across this place. I'm done preaching to you. There's two ways to heal your soul one, strengthening your thinking, two, ask Jesus into the hurtful memories to heal your heart. And forgive yourself, forgive the people that hurt you, and live a lifestyle of forgiveness. Listen, things happen for some of you, and I understand full well. I can forgive somebody for about 30, maybe 15 seconds. There was some stuff that was just like, I forgive them, I forgive them. Oh, oh Jesus, I forgive them again. Yes, Lord. And then like 30 seconds later, ah, oh, what a jerk. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's like almost psychotic. You're going back and forth as you, and, and you know, but 30 seconds turns to 60. And you keep living a lifestyle, keep listening, you don't have to feel like you want to forgive somebody. Feelings have feelings, nothing more than feeling. Yeah, they're nothing more than feelings, and they're indicators of things, but don't live by your feelings unless you want to have real problems. You live according to the word, and you extend forgiveness because if you don't, You'll be turned over to the jailer, and you'll be tormented. And there are so many other scriptures. Come on, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on as it is. Give us this day our, and forgive our, as we, as, as we, as. We forgive, that. let's say that again, forgive us our trespasses or debts or sins as we forgive those who sinned again. In other words, if you don't forgive that knucklehead, that that person that hurt you, then you're going to remain in the place of unforgiveness. You can't have unforgiveness in your life. You can't have bitterness. Listen, unforgiveness is just like saying, it's it's saying that, I want to really bring revenge. And and the the death of Jesus, I'm not applying that. It's It's like you don't trust God's process. Listen, There's a day of judgment that comes to every one of us. Strengthen your thinking. Heal your soul. Heal your soul by inviting Jesus into the hurtful memories. Forgive everybody involved, including yourself. And live in forgiveness which is a daily task for some deep, deep hurts. It's like grief with death. Death comes and you have to just work through it. And like you'll have a couple moments where you're like, I'm okay. And then you'll hear a song and it'll be like a wave just comes over you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And then you have to, you just have to process that again. Oh, God. Oh, and you'll cry and you'll get through it and then you'll have a moment. Forgiveness is like that. You keep extending forgiveness. I love this story and I'll close with this and then we're gonna pray for those of you that want healing in your soul. Corey Ten Boom. she's dead now, went to a Nazi concentration camp with her sisters, her mother, as I recall the story. And they were raped by guards. Her whole family, as I, I believe, died basically in the concentration camp. She's a Christian. She came and she began to preach and and had an amazing ministry all over the world. She's in Germany holding meetings and she sees one of the guards that raped her and her family. Sees him. He's in the meeting. And she finishes the meeting and the guard comes and says, you don't know me, but she did. I was in the same concentration camp it's you, and I need you to forgive me. And he stuck his hand down. Now, in that moment, even though she had been through all kinds of healing and applied the blood and declared the healing power of Jesus over all of that pain, she did not feel like she wanted to shake the guy's hand, give him a hug. I don't think so. She felt all of a sudden those same feelings of hatred and everything, but she knew the word enough that you don't live by your feelings. She extended her hand. She shook his hand. And she said the moment they shook hands, the power of the Holy Spirit brought just illumination to her heart. She hadn't forgiven him. Healing of your soul comes by strengthening your thinking. Number two, a healing of your mind, your emotions. You need healing. And if you don't get healed, you'll just keep going through the same cycle. Some of you have that issues with your parents are called primary relationships. The issue with your dad, the issue with your mom, and now you're playing it out with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your spouse. If you need healing in your soul, and you need it. We're going to sing this as we do, as the Holy Spirit. Come on, just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal stuff to you. It's 843. Netflix can wait. Lift your hands. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you something. Listen, I've been through this so many times, and I'm, I'm asking, Lord, I'm looking, Holy Spirit, do I have any hurts? And I let him search me. I used to have like, man, like movie credits. I had hundreds of things that would come up. I don't even have anything. And occasionally what would come up is some things resurface occasionally, and then I just get prayer. Come on, we're going to sing this as we do. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Holy Spirit.
0: And when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced Ooh. me to your love. Oh, that's... You picked up all of me You put me back together. You are the defense.
1: Holy Spirit's moving all over this place.
0: I I lost me, you knew where I
1: the Lord's revealing things to you now. You Step out as an act of faith. To come to the front love. and ask Him to heal you. you So ask the Lord right now. Ask Him to come, to pick up the pieces. Forgive yourself. Come on, I, I just would have to say, God, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive my father. I forgive my mother. I forgive. I forgive him. I forgive her, my ex-wife. You need to forgive your children, your neighbor. Some of you need to forgive your former pastor. Some of you need to forgive teachers, court systems, as an an act of faith, say, I forgive and fill in the blank. I forgive. Go ahead, fill in the blank. Go and do it again. I forgive. You fill in the blank. By the blood of Jesus, you died for this. Let him touch you.
0: Jesus, be healed tonight. So much better your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great Defender. So much better your way. I decree and
1: proclaim healing to every memory. And Lord, as these things are brought to light, maybe not everything tonight, but I pray these principles of inviting you into the hurtful memories, into our brains. Here, look at me for a moment. See, some of you have taken the hurtful thing that you've been through and you made it yours. That you actually got your identity out of what took place and you made that actually who you are. When in fact, that is not what defines you. What defines you is a new creation with the blood of Jesus that has cleansed you from all of those things. Yeah, you still have the memory, but you're not your sum total of your memories. You're a new creature in Christ. The old is gone. Come on, you ain't a drug addict. You're, come on, you've been set free. You've been healed. You've been
0: delivered. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, You can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.